0: I'm Harry Bridge. I'm Scott Mitchell. And this is the Dharma Realm Podcast. We are coming to you from the Kodo at the Jodo Shinshu Center in Berkeley, California. This is the Dharma Realm Podcast for February 23rd, 2018. And today we're talking about the Buddhist answer to everything.
1: Uh, so we're going to... This is sort of an idea kind of related to our last episode. Um, but it has to do with something that uh, comes up for me a lot. I don't know why. Maybe I'm just a cranky old man. Um, but it but has, maybe people ask you a lot. I think people do. Um, what they ask me about is the, um, the question of what Buddhism has to say about X, right? So, you know, uh, it happens like my students in my classes or but a lot. I think mostly when I'm with people who aren't Buddhist who will, you know, find out what I do or that I'm a Buddhist and they'll say, so what does Buddhism say about this? And they'll bring up some issue. Um, and you know, <clears throat> what does Buddhism say about any particular issue right like for a, for one big issue for a while was um what does Buddhism say about abortion right like mm-hmm. does Buddhism said forward against it that kind of thing um or you know. Uh, aren't buddhists another way that another way of this comes up is when people say you know doesn't buddhism say that you should do something right or like doesn't buddhism say that you should be a vegetarian or doesn't buddhism aren't all buddhists supposed to be pacifists or you know what i mean like some Maybe. sort of statement about buddhism Wait, the buddhist view on <laughs> <laughs> um and i have lots of i have lots of feelings about that <laughs> um i can tell uh, yeah i'm you know, I, we're back. I'm gonna start ranting again. Yay. <laughs> um, but there's also a, 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 in addition to a sort of initial reaction I have to those kinds of questions, there's also this other lingering, uh, abstract question that I have, which is, you know, maybe Buddhism doesn't have the answers. You know, maybe Buddhism doesn't have an answer to this particular question. Um, and even if it does, maybe Buddhism is wrong. <gasps> Bite <Break> your tongue. <laughs> nope. So that's kind of what I think we're going to be talking about Mm. now that I've thrown the bomb in the middle of the room Yeah. Harry's going to jump across the table and punch (laughs) punch me in the face. But he won't because Buddhists don't do that because Buddhists are pacifists. pacifists.
0: (laughs) Who is it that's punching Scott in the face? (laughs) (laughs) There
1: is no stuff. It's all empty. Oh, man. Yeah. So (laughs) the first thing I, I guess maybe we can start Um, the, one of the reasons one of the reactions I have against this is, um, there's a couple of reactions and one of them is, is from, uh, my, my teacher and mentor, Richard Payne, which I'll get to, which has to do with, um, you know, what, when you say, what's the Buddhist answer to, or what does Buddhism say about this? Um, you know, that's an, that's an impossible question because there's no such thing as Buddhism. Yeah. And, and my, and my main very clearly shocking in a way for, (laughs) for many people I think would be like, what do you mean? Right. I don't mean there's no such thing as Buddhism, but I mean there's no single Buddhism. There's right. no you know, unifying thing that that encompasses every kind of Buddhism that's out there, every Buddhist response to everything. Buddhism is 2,500 years old, and it's spread over most of the planet.
0: There's... I was even thinking like, <laughs> you could maybe say, well, when Buddha was alive, maybe there was one Buddhism. But even that's not true, because no. Buddha's answering questions and giving... Different answers mm-hmm. to each person, right? So right. there wasn't this single dogma that you could just say this is Buddhism, and then we would have one text. We'd, it would be like ten words or something. Right. But instead, even the way Buddha taught wasn't like that. Right,
1: and he was, you know, I, he was alive for like fifty years after he became the Buddha, yeah. wandering around giving teachings, and all of his teachings, like you said, were in response to questions he received. And then, even if we were to say, okay, let's just talk about the historical Buddha. Um, what how do you how do you judge which parts of the canon are the historical Buddha, quote-unquote, which is mm-hmm. not, a, you know, most people will say, oh, well, you know, go back to the earliest texts and, you know, some people will say, well, it's the Pali text and some people will say, well, that's not actually true. There's right. there's texts that predate the Pali text that aren't included in that canon.
0: Pali like, is like a later <coughs> canonization of a whole bunch of teachings that were out
1: there. And then there's questions about whether or not canonicity even matters in terms of authority of teaching, you know, there's, there's lots of problems with just sort of assuming that you you can go to one particular source and say that's the buddhist response um, and even if you did come up with answers to all of those questions and said okay i'm only going to look at this this limited body of texts and find answers from there chances are you're going to find conflicting answers or no answers depending on the, the question that's being asked
0: i bet yeah and i think both of those are big possibilities no answer because it may not have been an issue at the time, mm-hmm. and conflicting answers because he gave different answers to different people <laughs> right <laughs> and what i 've been saying to people the past couple of years is that Buddha was not a systematic teacher mm-hmm. he didn 't have a doctrinal system all set, and then someone asked a question, "Well, let me check my notes here and give you the <laughs> the answer right no, he gave a specific answer to a specific person. Um, given their context, given their circumstances and what they needed. Um, and th- you're never going to have the exact same individual, and the, right? So th- all these different... And that was the problem in China. It was very confusing, right? Because they're one of the ones that receives a whole bunch of Buddhism at the in a very short period of time, and they're like, what is going on? <laughs> like just all this different stuff, just from the like more quote unquote mainstream, mm-hmm. what now we might call Theravada stuff versus and Mahayana they a whole bunch stuff. Of other stuff. Yeah. And all kinds of stuff. <clears throat> and then stuff being written at In the time, <laughs> right? Like five hundred AD or whatever. And right. And then uh so Yeah, so it's kinda interesting. Yeah. So the and that's I think can be difficult and possibly frustrating about Buddhism, but I actually see it as one of the greatest parts of Buddhism. Mm-hmm. that there isn't this one dogma answer that I can give you, dogmatic answer of just, here it is, here's the creed. Right? No, it's, it's, it's much more flexible than that. Um, but it's a, it's a, that is
1: complex in itself, I think. So just as a aside, I think last time we talked about how there are no quick and easy answers, that's not what we do on the show. So, you know, just to, just to say thank you to people who are listening, because that must be maddening and really frustrating, <laughs> that you keep listening, hoping for, hoping for an answer, and we just sort of rant about there being no answers. So. <laughs> Y'all are awesome, thanks.
0: (laughs) Um, Back in the 90s, I think, 1990s, um, there were pamphlets, BCA pamphlets. So this Mm -hmm. is one concrete, more recent historical example where um, I think there was a pamphlet about abortion. What is, I mean, there was an actual, BCA took it upon themselves. What is the Buddhist response Mm -hmm. for abortion? Mm -hmm. And And the answer was, drumroll, it was related to the Bodhisattva vow and how we shouldn't harm other beings, I think. Well, that's, that's disappointing. It was interesting, yeah. And so it, the answer was so Buddha, So abortion is wrong, I think, was the answer of that particular pamphlet. Hmm. And I think I wasn't there when it was happening, right? Or if I was, I was blissfully ignorant of the whole thing. And I think that that's kind of what brought down the BCA pamphlets for a while, <laughs> was that wait a second, This there's something wrong with this answer. This isn't Yeah, Shinshu. Mm -hmm. It could be seen as like another approach to Buddhism, but Mm -hmm. it was like, am I a bodhisattva? I mean, it was like, it brought up the bodhisattva path, but that was problematic in the context of Shinshu, I think, when it's like, we're not really taking bodhisattva vows and trying to perfect ourselves and, um, you know... purposely activate Bodhisattva energy, right? Mm-hmm. That that's some kinds of Buddhism, sure, mm-hmm. but not Shinshu. So it's kind of interesting. Um, you had another interesting res- possible response to the abortion. Um,
1: that is wrong, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that life begins at conception.
1: Yeah, I think that there's, there's, there's probably a text and there's probably a teacher who could say that abortion is wrong because life begins, you know, uh, a fetus has consciousness. If you have consciousness, you're a sentient being. If you do harm to a sentient being, you're doing harm. Therefore, it's bad. At the same time, there's the the other moral problem of, well, what about the compassion toward the mother? Are there exceptions to that rule? So on and so forth. And, you know, I remember having a Buddhist teacher have this very, very long convoluted answer about all of those things, you know, both saying that, you know, one can still be pro-choice, but also anti-abortion and all those things. And, but his, his, his fundamental point was that this Question about abortion is not a question that is a Buddhist question. It's a question that comes out of a particular, um, you know, political social debate that we're having in America in, mm-hmm. you know, late 20th century, early 21st century, not one that they were concerned about two and a half thousand years ago, when the Buddha was around. Right. So mm-hmm. that's part of the point. Right. Is that it's like maybe the, the answer is dissatisfying because it's not really a question that we ever thought to ask. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's coming from a very different place with different connotations attached to it. And the Buddhist response is sort of weird and awkward because of that. Mm-hmm. But the, the pamphlet thing raises these two, these two questions that I think are worth exploring, which is the first one has to do with authority, and the second one mm-hmm. has to do with what if they're wrong. Mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So the BCA put out a bunch of pamphlets, answering all the questions, right? Like this is the Buddhist <laughs> response to all of the questions. This is the Buddhist response to everything. And you know, in my view, the BCA can do that, right? Like mm-hmm. they can come out and say, this is this is not necessarily the Buddhist response for all Buddhists, but this is, you know, we are representatives of this particular tradition or school or lineage, whatever you want to call it. And this is our response as Jodo Shinshu Buddhists to these particular kinds of issues. And I think that's perfectly legitimate. Um, when people ask me these questions, I'm always really uncomfortable because, like, I, I would never claim to speak for all of Buddhism. Like, if somebody comes up to me and says, "What's the Buddhist, you know, position on, you know, who to vote for in the next election?" Um, it, I don't speak for Buddhists. That's not my job. Even <laughs> even in my position at the Institute of Buddhist Studies, I don't even speak for the Institute of Buddhist Studies. You know, I can only speak for myself as an individual, and that opinion might be guided by or influenced by a particular Buddhist perspective or Buddhist practice or whatever, but it's still my own. It's not, I'm not speaking for all of Buddhism, right? So I think this is where the Dr. Payne issue comes in. He would always get frustrated when people said, what does Buddhism say about blah? And he would say, Buddhism doesn't say anything. Buddhism is an abstract concept. <laughs> it's not a person. It has no agency. Mm-hmm. So when you want to ask what the what what Buddhism has to say about something, what you're really asking is what does a particular text or a particular interpretation of a text, or most often what does a particular Buddhist person say? Or Buddhist school. Or Buddhist or school. Anything, and even then, what you're doing is, what you're really doing is, you know, the, whoever wrote the pamphlets, that's who is answering that question, right? And right? It, it, maybe it was a committee of, a half dozen people i don't think it was i think it was one person <laughs> well, I think that was part it was, of the problem whether it was a committee or a one person that's the person who's answering the question not mm-hmm. buddhism right mm-hmm. and so when you when you parse that out then it becomes much easier to be like oh okay now i can sort of critically interpret that or critically <laughs> um, look at that and say well why are you interpreting this in this way why are you coming up with this answer do I agree with that interpretation? Mm. You know, what counter evidence might I have? Is there another way to read this sutra? You know, what, whatever you need to do to sort of unpack the answer. But when you couch it in this abstract, yeah. Buddhism says that we should all not eat meat, you know, then it's like, well, no, Buddhism doesn't say that. Mm-hmm. Particular Buddhists have, and that's mm-hmm. a perfectly fine you know, perspective to take, and I, you know, I'm totally fine with that. But that's a particular Buddhist perspective on things, not Buddhism. Rant done. And I think
0: sometimes, when people ask that, they're kind of hoping that, thinking and hoping that the Buddhist response will back up their own. Yes. They don't actually want to know what Buddhism no, says.
1: Right. Which is like another reason why that the pamphlet about abortion is so frustrating, right? Because I'm sure people were like, well, no, 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 no. I think that we should do this. Mm-hmm. And this pamphlet is telling me that, I, that that's not what Buddhism says, and I don't like that. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> they want to be reaffirmed that mm-hmm. they're, yeah. People hate being wrong.
0: <laughs> I would hope, I would think a Buddhist answer would... Ask more questions, mm. and maybe tease out some of the issues that we don't see, mm-hmm. and maybe even tease out the intention of the questioner, mm-hmm. right? And um, that hopefully that would and, and that, but those can be frustrating answers too. That's not what someone wants to hear. <laughs> well, let me ask you a question. Right? Well, sometimes people do, <laughs> do want to hear because it's <laughs> a chance, you <know? laughs> But yeah, yeah, <clears throat> yeah, and I've you know, I remember seeing a. Um, uh, um, article that said the Dalai Lama the spiritual leader of Buddhists worldwide <laughs> right and so there is this conception that there's one basically all Buddhists are yeah. the same thing and Dalai Lama is the head and right. you know and so so it's interesting that would be
1: so much that would be so much easier wouldn't it yeah
0: <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> until you got a Dalai Lama you didn't like right
1: then that's the that's
0: right. The, problem. the current one would be fine, but if you know China yeah, assigns right. the next one or determines who the next
1: one is, then well, even the current why. one is inconsistent. I mean, mm-hmm, you know, right, 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 and has said things that bother people, right? Like right. like ten or fifteen years ago, he was giving a speech in Tibetan to Tibetans about to monks about you know the dangers of homosexuality, and that mm-hmm. got picked up by American news media, and people were like, oh no, he's a homophobe, and it's like, well, mm-hmm. maybe you know, he's 85 year old guy who grew up in a monastery. Like Mm -hmm. (laughs) he's not, you know, Bernie Sanders, you know what I mean? Like he's not, you know, your progressive ideal person from America, he's this completely different person from a different cultural context, A. B, much like the Buddha, he was giving an answer to a very specific audience about a very specific issue that might not translate to a different context. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that, people don't like to hear that. People want, you know. Him to say things that they always agree with. Me, me. Man, people must hate us in this show and us being all like life is complicated and nuanced. <laughs> That's not what you want in these times of trouble and distress. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, I think they appreciate it. I'm gonna take the other
0: side and say oh. that. Probably people that listen.
1: Glass half full.
0: or yeah. <laughs> used to used to it by now, maybe. Or but I mean, it's more realistic. Maybe it is closer to the way that things are. If you if you just give a an easy answer, mm-hmm. that's about as far from as you can get from yeah. the way things really are, right? And that um, asking questions and trying to pick things apart, tease things apart, and um, acknowledging contradiction, mm-hmm. right? And acknowledging um, difference and um, differences of opinion, and um, and then we can still be critical too. That's I, I personally feel that Buddhism is critical in the sense of critique and in the sense of, of not accepting easy answers and not just, Oh, that's good. That's what I wanted to hear. Good. It backed up my, you know, it's like, well, maybe that's when you should be wondering. That's when you should (laughs) be asking more questions. Right.
1: So should we get back to the, my, my, my comment that Buddhism is wrong? Sure. I'm afraid to now. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's a little bit, in response to this thing that you just said right like you know we want buddhism or we want you know our our beliefs to be sort of um reinforced almost right by by buddhism right we want to say you know i'm asking this question to buddhism because i want to hear that that i'm vindicated and that my mm-hmm. my preexisting opinion is art is is you know is true right mm-hmm. um <clears throat> and so then, when we we ask Buddhism a question, and or you know, and, and here I'm I'm doing what I'm not supposed to be doing, <laughs> when we ask Buddhism a question, and Buddhism responds in a way that we don't like, it it bothers us, right? So, you know, one thing to do there is to sort of do self interrogation and you know figure out why that is, and you know maybe wrestle with that, and maybe it's a koan or something. I don't know, but but you know the other response might be that maybe Buddhism is wrong. Right. That maybe Buddhism doesn't actually have an answer to the question. Hmm. Right. Is, is, one thing, right? Like I was trying to say before, like maybe Buddhism didn't have an answer to this question because it's a, you know, it's a new problem that, mm-hmm. you know, that exists now that didn't exist a thousand years ago or 2000 years ago. But even if you are asking a more timeless question, maybe the answer that Buddhism gives is unsatisfactory because it's wrong. Like, is that a possibility? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think I might be. Well, it's the
0: perfect time to bring up flat earth.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. what I'm out of here.
0: <laughs> and I'm not going to actually talk about flat earth, but the, the classic <clears throat> um, Mount Sumeru center world system. are talking about system. flat earth. Right? <laughs> okay? um, and, you know, there's the... the Back then, the worldview was that there's a mountain in the middle and there's a ring of mountains around the edge and there's four continents and it's we're supported all by a whirling. Yeah, we're the, in Jambudvipa, or mm-hmm. actually we're in one of the other ones. In, India was Jambudvipa, yeah. the triangle one. And there's wind circling around, holding it up, and there's heavens up above the middle and everything. And, and don't and, forget
1: the hells down And below. the hells
0: underneath. Yeah. And it's interesting because in, um, in the Tokugawa period, so maybe like 1800s, 1700s, mm-hmm. a Honganji scholar, I think in reaction to possibly Western notions of cosmology, mm-hmm. right, made a model of the Sumeru world system to try and show its validity. <laughs> So it's still there. It hones on it in the library. And if there's a picture of it somewhere, maybe
1: we'll try and dig up the picture. You but should totally. And, I, and, I, and I, I'm really mad that you didn't tell me that existed before I went to, to Japan last summer. Oh,
0: I don't think you can go see it. Ah. I think it's off in the, in the archives.
1: Oh, I could right. go see it. Um, Come on, man. I'm the guy from the Dharma realm. Oh, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's, yeah, it's a
0: three-dimensional model, like metal with things holding the sun and the moon, and it spins around and everything, I think. That's amazing. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I mean, that's what is. That's a maybe a different question than than um, so what's wait, the Buddhist stance on yeah, you know a social yeah. issue. But still, you know, Buddhism has all kinds of theories right. about if all kinds of different things. If somebody were to say,
1: things. "What's the Buddhist view of the cosmos? Yeah. And does yeah. the, uh, does Buddhism believe in a scientific universe with the Big Bang?" Blah 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 blah. The answer would be no. Actually, it doesn't.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and it may have similarities, <laughs> with the, the idea of the the um, world coming oh, into yeah, existence yeah, 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 yeah. and then oh. going down like Indian notions of cosmology actually mm-hmm. kind of might are f- yeah. interestingly in accord with maybe more modern notions of cosmology. Right. Um, but, but
1: the, the in be- between part yeah. between the, the, the creation of, of a world system and the dissolution of a world system mm-hmm. in between that is this weird flat earth mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. with a big mountain in the middle of it and a bunch of hell realms underneath it. Yeah. And a whole bunch of them and a whole bunch of the trichilia cosmos or whatever. Yeah, Yeah. yeah. So yeah. none of that's, well, maybe it well, is true. What do I yeah.
0: know? <laughs> well, that's where we get to flat earth again. <laughs> I don't actually know the earth is round. <laughs> but you do. <laughs> <laughs> I want it to be. You'd... But the flat earthers are come getting to me.
1: <laughs> again, if the earth was flat, the cats would have knocked everything off of it already. <laughs> <laughs> I keep telling you that, man. <laughs>